Hey, so this is Milan Milan. This is my first live. I am so excited. This is like <laughs> this is uh this is different, definitely. So please forgive me. I've tried to kind of play around with the things to try to figure some stuff out um but let's get right to it what we are talking about is christ brings the vision and also the discernment of the time now i feel that these two go hand in hand because how to say it so christ bringing the vision and we'll go into the, you know, into the verses. But that's, both of these verses are in Luke and they're one after the other, which is so awesomely put right in our Holy Bible. So Christ bringing the vision is, we're going over it in Luke twelve forty nine through verse 53. And then the discernment of time is Luke twelve fifty four right, through 56. So we'll get right into it. And before I do, I'm just going to play a little music just to kind of wake us up. It is early. Amen. It is early. I am in the U.S. on the East Coast and we have Eastern time, right? East Coast, Eastern time. Like, okay, <laughs> I'm just goofy. So... It is 10.01 in the morning. So let's get a little bit of music. If I do this right. And we will pick up shortly. Let's see.
All right. So I was making a small little post on my Facebook, which, well, my page on Facebook, which is Genesis 127. And I just let people know that we're live. And if you, when you get in, please share it, share it and comment. Let's talk about our soon return of our King. He is coming. Amen. He's coming. I'm so excited. Okay. So we're going to go right into it now. We've had like a little bit of break. I had a moment just to go ahead and make the live post so people can know and jump on. All right, y'all. So as I mentioned, we're talking about Christ bringing the vision and the discernment of the time and how I feel they both go hand in hand. And again, it's going to be Luke 12, 49 through 53 for the division and 54 through 56 for the discernment verses. Just one second. I'm sorry. It's something I need to make sure. I said we're live, but I didn't put the link. So silly at times. Hold on. And again, I am sorry. I apologize in the beginning. Yeah, I might be apologizing through the whole show. <laughs> but um, like I said, I've never gone live. I played around as much as I had time before this moment. Let's see. So is on there was posting it says so that's awesome okay so we're gonna get right to the verses for real this time it's been almost 10 minutes all right so right into the verses Luke 12 49 starts out I come to send fire on the earth and what will i if it be already kindled but i have a baptism and a to be baptized with and how am i straightened till it be accomplished suppose ye that i come to give peace on the earth i tell you nay but rather division for from henceforth there should be five in one house divided, three against two, and two against three. 
The father shall be divided against the son and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter and the daughter against the mother. Ooh. The mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. 54 goes on to say, And he said also to the people, When ye see a cloud rise out of the west, straightway ye say, There cometh a shower, and so it is. And when ye see the south wind blow, ye say, There will be heat, and it cometh to pass. Ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it that you cannot discern this time? All right. So right there. This is where I say God is so awesome. He is so, so awesome because he literally is telling you right now what why why can't you see like why is it that you are not able to see so what i'm getting from this when i read these verses i say okay judgment right or like pure it's like look at it like purification okay the fire and when he says he's dividing it's like when you follow christ you may follow christ but your significant other may not so then you shouldn't even get into that union right you shouldn't go further with that union um don't even get married or say if you are already married your spouse may not be following christ your kids may not be following christ you may sometimes be the only one in your household that is following christ but you must follow him and deny everyone else so christ will jesus will bring division you are not to choose your family over jesus there is no one over jesus that we should ever ever choose it's always jesus jesus first and that's it and if you don't understand that then we don't have anything else to talk about i mean i can explain it but if you are just if you are just so not clear as to why like jesus is our savior he's the one who died on the cross for our sins that he knew we would commit because we have a sinful nature so yeah he comes to bring division because not everyone is going to follow christ people will say oh i love jesus and i'm i, I follow him but I promise you, everyone doesn't love Jesus and everyone who says it does not follow Jesus. There will be some, as he said in Matthew 7, 23. And I actually want to read a little bit more than Matthew 7, 23. But Matthew 7, 23, it says, and then. I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye work that work in equity. All right. So basically, this is talking about, this is talking about a tree and its fruit. And that's another thing I wanted to discuss. 
people say that we are not to judge and it is in the book that we are able to it is not biblical to say that we're not to judge when it clearly says in the bible that we are it is okay to judge and you can look ahead it's in matthew 7 18 through 20 that's just one of the verses where we are able to judge but let me just get back to this about this division okay you have to put jesus first and foremost in your life if you expect to spend your eternal life with christ and that you say you love him and there is no one above him then why are you choosing anyone over our, our Lord and Savior, right? Why? So who do you really love? Because when you are in love with Christ, it is him above everything and everyone, even your own sin, right? You die to sin to be reborn, amen, in Christ. Oh, amen. All right, so... When you go through the book, right, our Holy Bible, you're going to see, especially in Leviticus, there's a lot of things that are just a no-no, which is not supposed to do. And so I feel sometimes some sin is harder to, like, not necessarily let go, but to be completely done with. And some is like, yeah, okay. I wasn't really deep into it. It didn't really matter, you know, and then something like a song could play or a memory or a person and you're like reminded, right, of that sin. And so that's the reason we should be walking closely to our Jesus anyway. It's because our flesh is weak, but he is strong. He, he strengthens us. So getting back to the fruit, right of people and the fruit that people produce you okay so there is no one that is good we already know that none of us are good right we all have a sinful nature you may do things that are nice but the fruits of the holy spirit are first given to saved people Okay, a person who's not saved can have something similar, but they won't have the full, I don't know, the fullness of the fruit. Okay, that's how I'll say it. They won't have the fullness of the fruit. So you look at the fruits of the Spirit, Holy Spirit, are love, joy, peace, kindness, patience goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control and you will find all of this in galatians 5 22 all right just in case anybody was wondering that's where you're going to find the fruits um that the holy spirit and 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 you know that someone is following christ by their fruit so if you are not to judge then how would you know if you're not judging okay someone who is walking closely with christ or someone who just says oh i love christ i love him right like you have to judge you have to judge especially in this aspect 
if, if not, then anybody could say anything and we just take it at face value. No, we're to judge by the fruits that they produce. So, yes, you are able to judge. Okay. You can't say that you love Jesus and you love people and you have a funky attitude all the time or you, you, you treat people or you, you like you do things to just get something out of it in return. Like you're not genuinely doing it because you care about this person. You're doing it because in the end, you're hoping for um, a favorable return. Just like when Judas like got mad, right, at um, one of the disciples. And he was like, why didn't you give that money to the poor? Like he was really caring, right, about the poor. No, that Judas, he was that devil he was trying to um go back and all he was gonna do was steal the money that's all he was gonna do was take the money and jesus know it right because jesus knows everything and jesus basically was telling him like the poor you'll always have but me like i won't always be here but he's coming he is coming he's coming he's coming he's coming all right so that is just a little bit but let me just go over a fruit and its tree and what i'm gonna actually read is i'm gonna start at matthew 7 15. so matthew 7 15 and i am reading the king james version but matthew 7 15 says beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ravening wolves Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes or thorns or figs of thistle? Even so, every good, um, every good tree bringeth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hen, hewn down and cast into the fire. Judgment. Hell. Right? Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. So, right there. We can judge. Okay? How else would we know? If we don't judge, how else would we know? Okay? Amen. So, also, when just know your walk with christ it is gonna be some disrupt i would say disruption like in your personal life um at home uh relationships how you deal with people who you choose and who you choose not to be friends with um all goes along with your walk with christ everything we do goes with our walk in Christ. And even though someone, like I said a minute ago, and I kind of went on a, a rant about it, everyone who says they love Jesus does not love Jesus. Everyone who says they follow Christ does not follow Christ. Now, getting back to the latter part of the verses, Luke 12, 54 through 56. And this is about the discernment of time. So he says in 54, 
And he said also to the people, when you see a cloud rise out of the west straightway, you say, there cometh a shower and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say, there will be heat and it cometh to pass. You hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth. But how is it that you cannot discern this time? So this is Jesus rebuking a crowd for being able to correctly interpret the appearance of the sky. Like they can see it right in the sky. You can see it. Anybody can see it. The sky gets gloomy, gets dark. Like, you know, you know what's going on, right? You see it. However, how is it that you can know that? But Jesus is saying, I'm right here, right? Jesus meant both time the Messiah appearing to earth to accomplish the salvation of mankind according to the ancient prophecies. Okay. And I think about that's one and the other one is also the time of his coming to destroy the Jewish nation which he had described under the similitude of one who comes secretly and unexpectedly to rob a house. Now, when I see that, right, I'm drawn to Matthew 24, starting at verse 42. And let's say... We're going to go down to 51. All right. We're just going to read it all. So Matthew 24, 42 title. Again, this is King James version. If anyone missed it, um, be ready for his coming. Amen. Let's be ready. Saints. Let's have our oils lit. Let's be ready. So Matthew 24, 42 says, watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord to come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and would have not suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready for in such an hour as ye think that not the son of man come. Who then is thy faithful and wise servant whom this Lord has made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he comes, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But that, but and if that evil servant so say in his heart, my Lord, delay of his coming and shall begin to smite his fellow servants and eat and drink with the drunken. The Lord of that servant shall come in the day when he looketh not for him and in an hour when he is not aware of and shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Weeping and gnashing of teeth is hell. Okay. You don't get to come. 
you wasn't looking anymore. You was like, oh, yeah, yeah. You started to become like one of those hypocrites that said, oh, you talk about your Lord coming. Oh, you say he's coming. Where is he at? Where is he at? You are just basically proving prophecy when you say that because it's in the Bible that it is said. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It's in the Bible where it says there will be mockers right in the last days as it is as it was in the days of Noah. Right. What were people doing? They were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, they were carrying on their everyday life. And then the flood came. Let's not be those people. You are always supposed to have your lamps lit. Jesus is returning. Let's be obedient, right? And spread the gospel. Tell people about what is to come. Share Christ with someone. Even if you've shared it before and they've been like, I don't know, I don't know. Okay. Press upon one more time. Obviously, ask the Father before any of this. I'm just so passionate in saying, tell people, warn somebody, tell somebody. First, go to the Father. Ask him what he wants you to do. Ask him. Be available. Be open to the will of God. He's coming. He's coming soon. And you don't want to be one of these people that are here after he's come and taken his bride, which I am part of that. Okay. So then you're going to be hearing all of these videos. And be like, oh, I heard that, but I didn't really believe it. Believe it now so that you can be caught up. Trust in him now so that you will not be left behind. There is nothing on this earth worth staying here for. Nothing, period. There's nothing here on this earth worth staying here for. I can't wait for Jesus to come and get us. I am excited and I am looking for his return. No, I don't know. We don't know. But we do know the, 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 the season. We know that the time. We see what's happening. All of the prophecies have taken place before his return. So what does that mean? Nothing else needs to happen before Jesus comes and gets his bride. That's what that means. Now, there are other prophecies that do need to take place before his second coming. Okay. And that's not until, let me see, I read it in Revelation 19, where we come back with Jesus. Okay. Um, but that's after the seven year of tribulation on this earth. So the tribulation hasn't started yet because the rapture hasn't happened. The rapture has to happen. Yes, I'm a preacher of rapture. The rapture happens before because I look at God as a God that does not change. Amen. So if I know that his character, that he, he doesn't change, why would I think that we're going to be left here when he removed Lot and his family and he also gave a warning to Noah and his family, right? Why? We're his family. We're his adoptive children. He loves us. Right. He died on a cross for us. Why would we now think that he would change and leave us here to go through it and then be like, I'm going to come get you now. But then come right back. It's like how? Because there's still a second coming. The rapture and the second coming are two different events, two separate events. OK, so 
I'm waiting on my Jesus to come. Now, like I said, I'm not going to put a specific date because I don't know that specific date. But there are a lot of speculation and I'm not even going to go into it. But if you search, you'll find it. You'll, you'll see a whole lot of people. You probably don't even have to search. You probably just went on your regular day and it, it popped up just because it's so widely spread right now about people saying when they think that Jesus is returning. So yeah, it makes me happy. It definitely puts a smile on my face. It gives me encouragement. It makes um, the fire burn in me even stronger. And the urgency, I feel the Holy Spirit is definitely placed on me just to say, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Please be ready. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. I can't say it enough. It brings tears to my eyes when I see that people, they just do them. They just live their life like they have forever to live and they have forever to repent. Or they live their life and they say, oh, well, God is so merciful. He's so forgiving. He'll forgive me and I'll still make it into heaven, even though I'm sinning every day and I'm not even trying to repent. No, that is not it. You cannot get into heaven without repentance. You how how do you not repent? But then you go into heaven and you don't even accept Jesus for who he is. He's going to give you what you want. If what you want is him, then you drop everything that you're doing and you pick up your cross and you follow our Lord and Savior and you are completely submitted to his will. And it does not mean that you don't have any more fun. It's like some of the things I used to do, I don't even find it entertaining anymore. He has put a new fire in me, a new thing, things I like, hobbies that I like to do. I, I look back and be like, I know, Jesus, that's you. I know that was you because we can be so wrapped up into our lives and we can just be like, oh, this is what we like. This is what we've been doing. This is this is just it. But it's not. Your life is much fuller with Christ when he is head of your life and he's um, <clears throat> every every like decision, the things that you do, you want to please him. You're going to find your life much more fuller and it says also that we get to heaven, right? Things are going to be so much better. Relationships are going to be so much more, I guess, the, I don't know, exciting. Um, now, we can talk about that another time if we haven't already been caught up, right? Um, I don't know about another podcast live. I will wait for the will of my father when he tells me. And then and when I know, then I'll start letting you know. Um, but I just want to say that Jesus is coming soon. Please, people of Christ, if you are into anything that the Bible deems as sinful, drop it okay drop it because it's not what god wants for you if you love christ like you say you love him and you want to do his will drop it 
There is nothing more important. There is no one that should ever be before our Lord and Savior. No one. Okay? No one, no one, no one deserves that that, that uh, admiration, that title. No one is before our Lord and Savior. No one. So just know that. And just know he's coming soon. There are, like when you think about, when you think about people do things and it's just not of God. Like, like, okay, I used to be, when I was a lot younger, I used to be so um, into horoscopes. Well, that's wrong. That's astrology. That's wrong. But I didn't know better. And I'm not giving an excuse. I'm telling you what it was. But now that I know better and and sorcery, I've never went to a um, sorcery can be like um, like witchcraft. Sorcery can be talking to what they call them um, mediums or something where people talk to you think is loved ones but it's truly not you guys this is the reason god says don't do it because you're not talking to your past like like your grandmother might have passed or your mom or something no you're not talking to them okay because people once you leave this earth you know we you are not able to talk to the living Okay, so know that you are not able to talk. The the dead is not able to talk to the living, period. So you're not talking to them. You're talking to some evil uh, spirit. And it may seem familiar because they know how to appease um, what you're looking for. They know how to um, come off as whoever it is you're trying to conjure up. And, and the thing is, why even do that? I'm not knocking you if you've done it, but don't do it again, okay? Because it's not what our Lord and Savior says to do. He says when he talks about the, um, the sin of that, he's telling you for a reason, He's telling you that for a reason. I'm trying to get you that. Now, let's see. Let's go to Galatians. Galatians 5.20. All right. So in Galatians chapter 5, verse 20. First of all, the title of this at 5.1 is telling you to walk by the Spirit. Okay. The Holy Spirit. Not no other Spirit. Clearly, right? It's in the Bible. So uh, Galatians 5, verse 20 says, Idolatry, witchcraft hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, 
seditions, heresies, 21 goes on to say, envious, murderers, drunkenness, revealings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I have told you in the past time, time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. They won't inherit the kingdom of God. So if you're doing these things, and actually let me go up to 19 because 19 says, Now in the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, levaciousness. None of that is getting into the kingdom of God. So when I just said, oh, if you do this, you're not getting in. Listen, here go the scripture right here. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Thank you, Jesus. You're not getting into heaven doing this stuff, okay? So you need to stop it. If you're doing it, if you know somebody doing it, tell them about it. Stop it. Always go to the Father before you go out and do anything. Always go to the Father. The first thing we should be doing when we wake up is thanking him that we woke up. Because if we woke up, we still have a purpose here on this earth. We still have another chance to... to um ask forgiveness for our sins right and to be ready when he returns now it's not to say that if you had been taken before you woke up today that you would not have made it to heaven that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is that your work is not done and because your work is not done then the next thing you should be doing after you thank him for waking you up is ask him, what shall you have me do? What is your will for me? What do you want me to do? I am your servant. What do you want me to do? Because when we are obedient to the will of God, it could be in the mid. It could be in the works. It could be not what, not that we're saving people, but he will put someone in our path to minister to or and that might have been that person's last opportunity right because we don't know right we don't know but what we do know is that our god is a just god he's a loving god he's a patient god but because he is just, he will do everything to try to save someone before he gives them over to a debased mind. So when you wake up and you know Christ, you thank him. Even if you don't know Christ and you don't have a relationship with him, you didn't wake up on your own. It's not like your alarm clock woke you up. Jesus breathed life into you. That you may rise and get up and go about your day. But before you leave the house, before you really even get out the bed and you thanking Jesus, you ask him in prayer, start your day that, that, that way. What shall you have me do today? And then you go about your day and God will lead you. He will show you. He'll show you. He is faithful. He is true.
So I just want to say that I'm just going to go over this verse one more time because I feel like this is so important. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Again, it says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lavishness, I'm sorry, lavishness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, sedations, heresies, envious, murderers, drunkenness, revilers, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. 22 goes on to say, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. All right, so I read all of Galatians, sorry, Galatians 19 through 26. So he told you the fruits of the spirit. I know I mentioned it earlier, um, but there it is. Just read it. Galatians 5.22 talks about the fruit of the spirit. And again, the fruit of the spirit is um, your, it's like, it's like evidence that you are maturing in Christ. You know, you know when someone truly says that they love God and you see them with great patience, right? It's God-given patience. You see this person with gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, temperance, peace, love for other people, like real love for someone. You look at someone and you wonder, how can you help them? How can you be a service to them? How, like you don't see somebody struggling to get across the street and you keep rolling and you keep walking through like you didn't see them. So again, not being saved, you can have some of these fruits, but you won't have it in the fullness. And when you do follow Christ, you are saved and you do have it in the fullness. You can see it. And again, you are able to judge. It is okay. Matthew 7, 18 through 20. We are to judge them by their fruit, not guess. He didn't say guess. He didn't say make an assumption. He said judge them by their fruits. So when people say, oh, you judging, you judging, it doesn't say, you know what? They haven't read the Bible. They haven't read that verse. They might have read some parts. And see, this is another thing I want to talk about. It's people who cherry pick the Bible. 
Don't take away from it. Don't add to it. Okay. Take the Bible for all that it is because it is the full authoritative word of God. And so for you to sit and say, oh, well, that verse didn't mean that and that. You know what? It talks about you in Revelation when people try to um, the wrath of God is going to come on you when you take away from scripture or if you add to scripture and I actually if you give me a second I can find that. Because I just went over it. And revelation. And forgive me for not knowing. The exact um, verse. Hold on. Let's see. All right. So. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Revelation 22 and believe it's verse 18. So what it says, for I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Verse 19 goes on to say, and if any man shall take away from the words of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Now, this is, again, like I said, Revelation 22, but it is titled The Final Message. So there it is. There's your warning. And if you haven't uh, gone through my series of the revelations when we, I went over the study, what it's basically saying is legalism, right, is when you are adding to scripture, when you're trying to make God's word a higher standard than what, um, than what it is. And then liberalism is when you're taken from God's word, you're leaving parts out. Okay. There's basically you selecting what scriptures mean something to you. You cherry picking and shouldn't be doing it. And it tells you right here in Revelation. And again, like I said, it is titled 
the final message, right? This is the last book of our Holy Bible. Our Holy Bible is the final authoritative word of God. So in the very last book, the very last verses, okay, even, he's telling you, do not take and do not add. All right, do not take or add. Because there is punishment for those that do. And he said what it was. Revelation 22, 18 and 19. He's telling you not to take and not to add. If you add the plagues in this book, it's going to be added to you. If you take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, you're not going to be in the book of life which you want to be, right? You're making it in heaven. You want to be part of the book of life. You won't be part of the book of life if you take away from the words of the prophecy in this book. You will not be, you'll be out of the holy city, which is Jerusalem. You won't be there. And then also, and from the things that are written in this book, so all of the beauty, all of the brilliance of God, you won't experience any of that. So don't take and don't take away and then don't add. Follow the book. Follow what it is. It is the final authoritative word of God. Love and trust him. Give him free reign in your life. Make him Lord of your life. He is the only one in the end that matters. Okay? Not anybody else. No one else but Jesus. Follow Christ or get left. I'm done.